Whoa! That one sucked. So, welcome to Power Play through a, a Zio review podcast. We are coming to you live from the Ranger Room in Mammoth King Studios in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Not Nevada. My name is Dan. I'm Freddie. Freddie's a sneeze boy. He's waiting to sneeze. It's gonna fucking come. Yeah, it's gonna come right in the middle of a nice talk that I'm gonna have. Yeah. Um. What's up? We took. We never mind. No, that's three episodes ago. I was gonna talk about Japan World Heroes, but we're gonna be back like three episodes ago. So yeah, yeah. Um. What's up? How you doing? Don't you know? Same old, same old. It's not like we didn't just talk for an hour and a half about the Beetle Bogs. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so we got, do we have no banter? Banter? I don't know. Uh, I felt like there was something I want to talk to you about. Okay. Um, let me see if I can recall. Something to do with the show? Maybe. Was it something to do with a dream I had? Maybe. I did have a weird dream. Tell me about your weird dream. I broke up a dog fight. Okay. It was in like a bathroom. It was like a bathroom, but like it was like one of those like sh- shower type situations. So like a gym kind of situation, right? Okay. It was like a bulldog. Shared bathroom. And a German shepherd. Mm-hmm. Broke up that fight. And then I yelled at like these three. They weren't kids, but like 14 to 16 range, you know? I mean, kids... Essentially, but not like kids, kids, you know, young adults. Now, yell at them, like, you're perfectly cave one, you fucking break this up. I broke it up for him. Dogs are fine. I don't know if anyone else was with me. I don't know. But I was in a casino the next thing I knew. I had a dream last week about my mom giving birth to me, but I was this size. <laughs> <laughs> she gave birth to me as a full adult. Full on Dan. Yeah. yeah. Well,. I was in a casino next thing I knew. Yeah. And apparently this casino had like a rainforest cafe thing kind of going on for it. Okay. Where there's like a GM Grand. Well like the whole thing though. Okay. The whole the whole place is a rainforest cafe kind of thing. Because every fifteen minutes there's an artificial thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. Just like in Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> Just like Rainforest Cafe. The uh, thunderstorm happened and it shook me. I didn't expect that. I don't know the theming of this casino. I didn't expect the I didn't expect the, uh, the, the a, a torrential uh, thunderstorm all of a sudden inside this building, and so when like the when the like LED lights went off in the ceiling and the 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 thunder was cracking and stuff like that, I grabbed the wrist of the drink server next to me, <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest of the dream I was just apologizing to her every time she came back, like every time she was doing her rounds. Um, that was a whole dream. So working in, uh, <laughs> speaking of Rainforest Cafe, working in hotels for most of my adult life, they teach you some fun things about when the alarms go off. Uh, and they're very sexist. So there's 
a term that they use for a terrorist attack. Every hotel's different, and I can't reveal those mm-hmm. without losing my job, and I still haven't quit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. But if an alarm goes off and there is a woman's voice, it means there's nothing to worry about. You don't have to actually listen to the alarm, which is terribly sexist, right? Yeah. Um, if a man's voice goes off, it means something is serious. So we were, Bryn and I were driving down the street and she saw the Rainforest Cafe and she's like, I've never eaten there. I'd like to eat there. Let's go there. And I said, Rainforest Cafe is terrible. Let's oh, not eat there. Well, she missed out on the good one. What do you, what's the good one? The one when it was an MGM. It's the same one. They just move locations. I know, but it's not the same one, though. Like, it's not yeah. like, because that, the one in the MGM, like, had fucking high-ass ceilings. You know, it's two stories and shit like that, and it was really yeah. fucking cool. This one's two stories, too, but only, like, the first story is a small little gift shop area, and then the second story is an actual dining area. Yeah. But the ceilings are so fucking low, you know, and, like, You've eaten at this one? No, and I've walked through it several times. Ah. Like, you know, I like to do my walks of the strip. Um... But yeah, the ceilings are fucking low. They're like the animatronic gorillas and elephant are like crammed in there. You know, it doesn't really work. It just does not have the atmosphere of the MGM one. The MGM one, even like as a kid, it was massive. But even as like an adult, it was still like really fucking atmospheric. Went there for one of Haley's birthdays. Hmm. But um, it was cool, man. It was cool when it was like that, and it had that big like cylindrical aquarium. Yeah. Like, uh, like towards the middle and shit, and that was cool. And yeah, just this new one, it's just it's just crammed in there, in in the, you know, in what looks to be like half the size of a Ross or J.C. Penny, you know, or something yeah, like that. In like, that Planet Hollywood like gift shop area, it's just not great. But we went in there, and we were about three quarters of the way done with our meal, and the alarm went off, and. Like, I was expecting a female voice, and anytime an alarm goes off, Bryn starts to get worried. And then I heard the male voice say something. And the manager comes out and goes, there's nothing to worry about, just hang out. And I stood up, and I started to leave, and they're like, sir, you got to pay for your meal. And I go, there's a male voice on this. And I go, I've worked in many casinos. I know this means to leave. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, 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 don't leave. You have to pay for your meal. You have to pay for your meal. And I was like, I'll come back and pay for the meal. I've got no problem with that. I'm just not going to be in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I start to leave. They call security and they're, they're like, yeah, you haven't paid for your meal. And I go, I will come back and pay for the meal. This alarm is telling me to leave. It's a male yeah. voice. Yeah. <laughs> so we go out there. The security guard decides to stand with me for a little bit. And then 20 minutes later, they evacuate the entire building. Like the entire thing. They're like, oh, you were the McDonald's that was downstairs completely engulfed in flames. Wow. <laughs> and manager came out and was like, you guys don't have to pay for your meal. This place is on fire. And I was like, yeah, male voice. I, know I wonder how you, you sounded to them. What, like me? Yeah, like just like, because clearly those servers didn't have that training. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're the, no, it's a male voice. I wonder if they thought you had some kind of crazy tick. Or something like that, you know? No, I, I explained that I worked in hotels and that the male voice means Yeah, but, like, <laughs> like, I think, well, like, I think to anyone that hasn't, like, worked in that industry, like, just hearing that would be, like, that's odd in general. You yeah. know, like, if they didn't know you hmm. and you're saying that, 
what does that sound like to them? It probably sounds like a crazy person. Yeah, right, right. So that's what I'm thinking. Like, I wonder what you sound like to them. But, like, when I got outside, I could see the fire in the McDonald's kitchen. So. (laughs) Well, you didn't have to pay. That's cool because you know what? It would have been like a $60 Rainforest, meal, Rainforest yeah. Cafe Rain, is Rainforest not Cafe cheap. is fucking expensive. Yeah. And you got away with that shit when you had the atmosphere that you did at MGM. Now you just fucking crammed in a fucking, like, in a, in a little shelf, in a little shelf of the fucking building with the ceilings maybe go up to nine feet. You know, fuck that. God. It, it was very cramped in there. There was a screaming baby. They should just, I don't know why they moved it to that location. I just have no idea why. Well, they needed something that could accommodate the full. So the first episode that we're going to talk about is Rangers in the Outfield. This one was written by Brett D. Bourne and directed by Robert Radler. This episode begins with a baseball montage because we know that Tanya, she's got a new boyfriend. What's his name? Sean. Sean. And Sean's wearing yellow because he's got to represent his woman. But also, it looks like the school's colors are yellow and purple. Seems which that way. Are yeah. my school's colors from when I was in high school? Yeah. Um. So, Sean comes up, and Sean is called the Sultan of SWAT, which is one of Babe Ruth's many nicknames because he just knocks every ball out of the park. Yeah, he's he's a heavy hitter. Yeah. Um. So Tanya is watching this. Uh, like she gets kind of like the rundown from Adam that he's that uh Sean's like Sean's like their hitter. Yeah. Um an errant ball comes her where uh, an errant ball comes their way and she like crazy reflexes just catches it. Knocks Adam out of the way, catches it. Yeah, no glove. Yep. Just get like sort of league league of their own kind of shit. Adam's wearing the biggest sweater I've ever seen. <laughs> he is wearing a big fucking sweater. <laughs> and <laughs> he he looks like he could fit several new kids in, in inside that motherfucker. <laughs> it is yeah. You know, the entire BTS <laughs> can fit in that sweater. Yeah, it is a massive fucking sweater. It's really fucking big. The coach asks Tanya to throw the ball back. Yeah. <laughs> and he immediately dismisses dismisses the pitcher and he's like, no. Girl, get up here. I'd like dismentions. <laughs> he, <laughs> he dismentions. Dismisses the pitcher <laughs> and says, girl, get up here. Yeah. You got to throw this ball. See what else you can do. Yeah. And she, she fucking, she strikes out her boyfriend. Well, it's a really fun thing. He says, do you ever pitch before? And she goes, I've never even held a ball before. Yeah. Just a moment ago, she was explaining she had no idea what baseball really was. Yeah. Because, again, Africa and, like, real-ass Africa. Yeah. Like, she like grew not, not like a city, like the fucking Serengeti. Yeah, she grew up in the wilds of Africa, so she doesn't know what a lot of the, what America's pastime is. Yeah. So Adam was just explaining that to her. So now he's like, just throw it at that guy in the funny mask. Yeah. Try um, to get it into his glove. Throw it at him as hard as you can. And when J- Sean? Sean. Sean comes up. He points out into the end zone like uh, like he's Babe Ruth. Not end zone. Out, outfield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, this is, I don't know sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He points to the outfield. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's Babe he, he's Ruth. He's calling his shot. Yeah. He's calling his shot. She fucking whizzes one right by him. Right, right through the zone. He fucking whiffs hard. 
He he like checks his bat like that's clearly a fluke. Yep. She, she does it again, makes him look even more foolish, and then a third strikes his fucking ass out, and he looks bewildered. Oh. No, he throws a tantrum. He slams his bat down on the ground. He throws it. He's like, no, fuck this. My girl ain't striking me out. Uh, yeah, he throws his helmet down. He throws his bat down. And then the coach goes, what are your plans for tomorrow? Like he's asking her out on a date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Mondo Machina are like, oh man, these kids are playing games. Yeah, they think they think they have time to play games when they're fucking with me yeah. and the Machine Empire. Yeah, all right, we'll let them play their games. What do we got going on? I, what is the kid's name? Hmm. What What is the little prince's name? Oh, uh, Sprocket, Prince Sprocket. I just want to call him Bulldog. Yeah, little. Yeah, L- Prince Bulldog is all I want to call him, his O-Ranger name. But little Prince Sprocket goes, here's what we're going to do. We're going to mess with one of the little like automatic pitching machines because they're going to go to batting practice, and we're going to make it so it sucks them into it and creates a monster. Yeah. You know, your standard kind of affair. Your standard Power Ranger plan. Yeah. Uh, at school the next day, Sean's boys are calling him a bitch for getting uh, struck out by his girl. And in the they 90s... Call, they call him the king of squat. Yeah. In the 90s, this is what you did with your boys. Yeah. In 2019, if your woman strikes you out, she's just better than you. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, if she strikes you out, I guess you're giving a foot massage. I think that's all that means. Yeah, she strikes you out, everything's good. Yeah. So, you'd be proud of her. Yeah. When Which Adam says. Yeah. Aren't you proud of her? He goes, yeah, I would be if she didn't strike me out. Yeah, I'd be a lot more proud of her if she didn't strike me out. Yeah, and then he goes on this thing like, yeah, you did good in practice, Tanya, but tomorrow's the game. You better step your shit up. Yeah, he's a real fucking asshole yeah. about this. Um, Stone is talking to Bulk and Skull. Yes. And he's kind of prettying up the fact, the prettying up the task that he's presenting to Bulk and Skull, which is they're picking up trash. Yeah. He, he calls it refuse re- removal. Yeah. And refuse reclaim knows. or something like that. Yeah. 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 Refuse reclamation. Refuse rec- reclamation. And Bulk is super stoked. And, and like, and Skull's like, what does it mean? He's like, it means we're picking up trash. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah. real excited. And he hands them, like, he, he hands them uh, their uh, trash picks. But he calls them TP one fifties. Yeah, and then the trash bag, which is a here's your T seven twenties or something like that, whatever. They're funny. They get up to the batting cages and they're like they get distracted though. Yeah. Bulk wants to bat a few around, so uh, Skull puts in the well, token. Skull, Skull wants to, and then he goes, Bulky, who's gonna know? And then Bulk's like, Oh yeah, who is gonna know? Yeah. So they go in and Bulk. Teases Skull into paying for his his batting cage time. Yeah, little do they know, the cogs were just here fucking with that machine. Yeah. Doing some Machine Empire stuff to it. Sprocket's pissed because he's like, those guys are going to fuck my shit up. This I don't thing want... can only suck in one person. Yeah, I don't want him to suck up the big one. Yeah, I want him to suck up a ranger. Yeah. So they're, ar- they're like arguing. Thankfully, Bull can't hit shit. 
which is what it like what uh, hinges on the sucking. Yeah, it, a ball has to get hit to yeah. get sucked. So instead, bulk whiffs one, two, three each time. Skull doing kind of like a uh, exaggerated uh, umpire uh, calling uh, out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, they, uh, they start getting into a best boy tiff. Uh, just as the Rangers got there, well, Sean and um, Rocky and Adam get there, and uh, Rocky splits them up. Oh, that's so funny! Yeah, and uh, then we see that, then we see that Rocky has. <sighs> okay, so Sean forgot his gloves. Sean says, "I can't risk getting a blister before the game. Yeah, I'm just gonna have to see you guys later." Why didn't he just use it? Eh, whatever. Why didn't he just borrow one of their gloves? Because yeah. maybe he's superstitious. He can't play maybe, without his gloves. Maybe throw throw off his swing, which is yeah. important. Your swing motion is very important. Uh, so, yeah, so he fucks off. So Rocky is, uh, he's up. He's going he's gonna to bat a few. He and reaches he, into his bag, pulls out his glove. In the same pocket. As the Zionizers. Just loose. Floating around in his bag. And you made a very good point. You're like, why don't you just magic that shit away? Yeah. Because... That's what happens. Like you move, you flick your wrist, and then it, and then it forms. Magic's in. Yeah. So he's like, "Why do you magic away? Why is it just hanging out in his backpack like it, some discarded Cheetos would be?" Yeah. What the fuck, Rocky? Especially in Rocky's backpack. Can you imagine? He would have some <laughs> all the chemel that would be like <laughs> gotten there. Because I know my backpacks, like the front bag, yeah. the front pocket was always disgusting because I always kept like cookies and shit in there. Yeah, yeah, no, his the crystal on his ionizer would be covered in fucking Funyun dust. Oh, dude, ninety six, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, this would be ridiculous. He would like it'd just be a bunch of fucking crushed Doritos three D in there. You know, like it'd be I miss a, Doritos three D. I do too. Every day of my life, every single fucking day of my life, just something very satisfying about the the crunch, and it did something for the flavor. I don't know what it was, but it did something for that flavor. Yeah, but yeah, he steps up, ball comes whizzing out, he cracks it, and he. So before that, though, we cut to the Machine Empire where King Mondo and Queen Machine are having kind of a sexual conversation about cogs, <laughs> and they're like. Well, why don't we send down some cogs to steal the Zionizer and we'll give it to Prince Sprocket? Yeah. Like, that was a fucking afterthought. Because <laughs> they saw how loose he kept Yeah, like, well, they didn't expect that. They yeah. didn't expect... Why would you expect that? They're like, they're rangers. They're, 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 these guys have been, like, the, the wall against evil. Yeah. They have, stopped, you know, they have stopped evil for so long here on Earth. Why would you ever think that one of them would just... Treat his Zionizer like his dick. Yeah, know? be just, that careless. <laughs> yeah. <And laughs> so they're like, oh, well, let's get that. Uh, when Rocky swings at the ball, he cracks it, and he fucking disintegrates. He explodes. <laughs> like, like they, they didn't do, like, an energy suck thing where he turned into vapor or whatever. He does turn into a ball and get sucked in. But, like, it, it like the way the explosion's extremely violent. Yeah. And then Adam has to dodge the balls that the this new creation is just whizzing at him. Yeah. Then the cogs come in, and they, they, they go in for that backpack. Yeah, they go straight for the backpack. Adam tries to stop most of them. Yeah. And uh, they end up going into the backpack and taking out the Zionizer. I don't know why they didn't take the whole backpack. But I mean, they didn't. There's nothing, else, I don't, there's nothing else of value in there. I don't know why they didn't try and take Adam's backpack. 
That's good. Well, Adam, as we find out, though, did magic away his Zeonizer. Yes. Adam's isn't loose in his fucking backpack because he's not a goddamn fool. Yeah. And this just, this exactly, this, uh, you you called it. You, you absolutely called it because I said, Adam, when he, uh, we see that his Zeonizer safely magicked away. Yeah. So Rocky clearly, my theory is, Rocky went to school, maybe slept with it on. Who fucking knows? You know? Yeah. Went to school, realized he had it on, f- uh, fumbles around, tosses it in his bag haphazardly, and continues on with his day. Forgets that it's even in there. Yeah. Just Rocky's a dumb dumb. But we know that they used to keep their morphers in their backpack, too. That was a different time, though. <laughs> yeah. So... Adam has to tell Zordon that that Rocky got sucked up. Yeah, the Dino Bucklers. I guess you they they stayed physical. Yet, I I don't know. But Adam's dispatched to meet with the other Rangers, and he transforms, and they go to this theme park where this amazing little thing happens. Where having some fun with our locale. Yeah, they're trying to get the Xeonizer back, and Adam gets onto a go-kart track, and he rips a cog out of a go-kart, and they start doing a race for yeah. the Xeonizer. Uh, cats in, a like, a paddle boat it was real funny. Yeah, everybody gets it for a second and throws it to each other. When it gets thrown to Tommy, who's in, like, a better go-kart, yeah. then Yeah, he's, then Adam, like, in a Formula One go-kart? Yeah. Like, opposed to a dirt track go-kart? To a sprint car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tommy gets sucked up inside, and he gives Rocky the Xeonizer. They transform, muck up the gears of this guy, which sends them flying out of the suck machine. Yeah, they do a... Okay, so when he gets sucked in, obviously Rocky's in there, no power. So it's Rocky, Naked. so it's American footage. Yeah. So it's showing Red Ranger with Rocky. Then he gives him the Xeonizer, he transforms, and it goes to Japanese footage. But the set looks identical. They do a great job. They do a really good job with the the matching. The money was good here. Yeah. I mean, post-season three, like, toy sales had probably slowed down quite a bit because they couldn't release so much new stuff. But I remember the toy catalog for when Zeo came out. Because, like, after Power Rangers season three, I don't know if you remember, whenever you would buy, like, a deluxe toy, um, being like the Blasters, a Megazord, or something like that. You got this little book that had all of the wave and then previews for the next wave of toys. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, yeah, a lot of toy lines did that, which was really cool. And with Zeo being a whole new world of Power Rangers, these were all things that were crazy. And they had things in there like Pyramidus and uh, the Gold Ranger staff and. Uh, Super Zeo Megazord. Yeah. Just okay. yeah. in there. And this was all new toys, all new figures, new suits, everything. It was, it was Toyland Paradise. So the yeah. money was good right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that that ends up being the reason that the Zeo Rangers don't stick around more than a season. Because the Turbo Rangers are going to show up and a whole new world of toys opens up. Yeah. It's just... And you're not more alienating new viewers, too. More opportunities for merchandising. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They end up defeating the Suck Monster pretty handily. I don't wasn't even really cool, know. Wasn't, wasn't there a cool, like, um... 
I felt like there was like a cool like fucking O-Ranger kind of attack that one ha- the one down no, here. No, this one they all they all pull out their swords, I believe, the ranger sticks. Oh no, they no, they have their individual weapons. Oh, uh, Rocky does, yeah, that's it. Rocky does his uh his cross-arm triangle kind of fucking thing and then they all do their they all jump and kick them at once and then they ole. Yeah, but we see the Red Ranger zap back. Yeah. Which is a little... Yeah, It yeah. means that an attack happened in O-Ranger that we haven't received yet. Yeah. So when they knock him down with that uh, <laughs> in their own little go-kart, uh, we see Orvis and... Um, Clank. Orvis and Clank. And he does his, his hammer toss with him. Yeah. And it, like... It's a good shot, but the the go kart they're on the, they're they're in a go kart. Like as he's spinning them, though, the go kart is slowly veering off, and it's about to hit the edge of the track. But it, like, thankfully, he lets go of the thing right before the right right before it does, so they can cut it right there. But he's uh he was about to careen into the fucking the concrete uh, lip. Yes. So Zeo Megazord fight, and this fight is pretty fucking dope because. He comes in, huge punches, yeah. explosions, all of that, the sword takedown. The music is doing so much, too. Yeah. The music is doing so much. And, like, we, I know we've talked about the Zeo theme so much now, but, like, just the um, the expanded version and stuff like that, when the, the fucking chugga-chugga riffs going with the double bass of the drums, oh, my God, it gets you, like, it feel for real, for real. Uh, they, But they... Throw on the uh, the pyramid power helmet, the blue yeah <laughs> power of the pyramid blue helmet. I don't, what the fuck do they call it? Uh, it's pure. It's Zeo pyramid power. Yeah, well, they but, use that to to do power of the pyramid, which is your your guess is good as ours. They fit all shapes in. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the perfect shape. <laughs> uh, perfect shape. Uh, unlimited possibilities. That's power of the pyramid. Uh, they summon the the Super Zeo Slash, and they end up killing him. But of the Megazord battles, this one was good. The next two are the kind that if you weren't sold on Zeo Rangers, you're fucking here. Yeah, you're here for it now. Yeah, if you like, kind of like say you f- say you fell out in season three towards the end, you're just like wasn't doing it for you as. You know, which is understandable. If yeah. you if you were watching all of it up to that point, you would have fatigue. And if you're a kid, because as a kid, I felt like season three wasn't it. Yeah, and that's as true. an adult, season three is the shit. Yeah, it's so much better than the rest. Yeah, of than the previous seasons. But like as a kid, something like the Alien Rangers would be a quick turnoff. Yeah, because yeah, you're like, what's going on? Where's my Power Rangers? You know? I didn't like the way they looked as a kid. You may not like the way they look, may, like me, may not like the way they sound. Uh, I'm Very mean, like xenophobic. It, it, it's, and by the way they look, I don't mean the equations. I think that as a kid, I was ready to believe in aliens like that. I meant I fully the meant, alien like, I didn't like suit. the way they sounded. I didn't like the gurgle. No, I, I know what you meant. Yeah. I know what you meant. You were, you were a weird boy like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. But I was ready. I was a scared child. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you would know that by the sound of me and my sexual fears, which, <laughs> <laughs> but I was a very scared child. Like, I was p- pretty sure that I was going to be abducted at any point. 
and I hid under the covers because the covers would save me, even though Hook really removed that fear <laughs> because they hid under the covers and then the covers just came off. Yeah, there was no there was no hiding from Captain James Hook. Yeah. No no sir. No sir. But that that made fears a lot more real. Yeah, like when you saw like your defense just fucking mean nothing and that green glow and all that shit, like that that's actually like a pretty fear like that's a pretty scary scene. Like a wa- a well-done child kind of terror scene, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's it plays on this all the stuff a kid would find scary. Mm-hmm. I love Hook, bro. Someone, I like, God, Hook's, I love that movie. Hook's one of the Greatest movies. Like, that movie is fantastic. I can't, can't stress it. I don't... Uh, if you have different... Uh, if your opinions differ on it than me, that's fine. But, god damn, that, that movie... Not not just, like, nos- like, nostalgia goggles off, just watching it. It's... it's I don't know. It's, it's a beautiful film. I love that movie. But... Yeah. <laughs> that's seen- really funny, though. The sheets... Just seeing... The impenetrable defense of the, of the sheets, the covers, <laughs> just fucking, just annihilated. Yeah. So the equations, Aquatarians, mm-hmm. I, I know the real way to say these things, but the way that we say stuff in the podcast really fucking screws me up. The Aquatarian Rangers, they looked fine. Their voices were off-putting, but it's fine. Well, we, we are in the fall of language. Yeah. Like, the current era right now we are in the fall of language yeah griffin <laughs> uh you know i'm saying i'm saying a bees churger unironically i don't even know what that is it's cheeseburger <laughs> okay <laughs> uh peebus yeah <laughs> um i don't know just a lot of fears yeah yeah aquatarians I have We're a, fine. Yeah. I just didn't like the ranger suits, but uh, growing up and then developing a great love for ninjas really makes those suits one of my favorites. Yeah, but like it makes sense that you, if you were to fall out around that time, it would make sense if you were to fall out at that time. Um, if that happened, you come around and you fucks with these these episodes, you you're back. Yeah, you're back because these really are like such a Great, the um, bread and butter Power Rangers episodes. Mm-hmm. They're really good, but they're we, like see what season one could have been if they paid people correctly and spent the right <laughs> amount of money. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Very good way to put it. So, so this episode we uh, rounded out with uh, the game. Yeah, the baseball game, and Angel Grove is at up one to zero. Ernie's the announcer. Just wanted to put that out there. Here he is. Ernie's here. Yeah, and. Uh, Tanya's up pitching against three different batters. So, the first one, base well, hit. at me? I was going to let you talk. Oh, you want me to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, she ends up getting a tight spot where she has one runner up. Um, towards the end, though, she is, as as Ernie calls, it looks like they're getting, like, looks like the new, uh, the new pitcher's getting some fatigue. I mean... Going by their language, if she's been pitching all nine fucking innings, yes, yeah, that's. It sounds like she's been more or less pitching, because uh, they're up one to nothing. It sounds like she's been, she's basically pitched like a no hitter. 
so far at this point. But if she's been pitching all nine fucking innings, yes, her arm must feel like it's going to fucking fall off. Yeah. She comes to the last boy, who's a big boy. Oh, yeah, that guy's a house. Yeah, he's a big boy. Strike one. There's de- yeah. <laughs> this definitely, definitely looks like... Definitely looks like the 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 uh, humongo putty, you know that one big boy that came in it. Like, uh, yeah, remember it way back when? Yeah, where it just like that one unusually large putty, <laughs> little too much clay on him. Yeah, this guy was is just a house. Strike yeah. one, strike two. On the third pitch, he knocks it fucking yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, thankfully, who's out there? Forrest Gump himself, Rocky DeSantos. <laughs> he um, he, he runs like the wind. <laughs> he manages a uh, he manages to uh, fuck. Sorry, ball making its way towards the uh, towards the fence. He hops, catches it, miraculous catch, comes down, saves the game, and uh, that's it. There, uh, that was their outs. They're, or um, yeah. that was a third batter. That was their third out. Angel Grove wins. Oh, by the way, they're playing against Stone Canyon. Yeah. So I was saying that's pretty funny that one of their own took them out. And uh, they they're celebrating, but except for fucking Sean, who comes up and has the gall to say to Tanya that like she nearly costed them the game. Yeah. And Adam was like, "What? The, she we only got one run on her." Yeah. Only got one run on her. That's it. You know, like what the fuck are you talking about? You know, she you pitched sh- nine innings. Yeah, like what? What are you talking? Like, and he he's such a manlet. Sean's such a manlet here, but Tanya puts her fucking foot down. Yeah, she says, "If you can't respect me in this game, then I guess we're fucking done here." Yeah. If you got nothing nice to me to say, don't say nothing to me. We're and, done. And since he ain't a man, he stomps off in some baby rage. Yeah. And she's sad, she, like like Adam, nice guy Adam says to her, he's like, you did good today, you know, I'm proud of you. He's like, lost my boyfriend though. He's like, he didn't deserve you. Don't worry, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's doing the subtle scoop. Yeah, <laughs> the subtle scoop. But they they then they have the hug, where he does the the pat 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 on the lower back, the the, the very the the <laughs> the. Uh, the very non-threatening pat pat pat, you the, know the pitter patter. I wish I could love you. The yeah, the pitter patter, yeah, kind of kind of hug, but um, it's it's all good. Good for Tanya, very good for Tanya. I like, I like this. Even though this didn't showcase her as a ranger, it showcased her like it. It was a Tanya it's, episode. It's good because we don't know the character of Tanya that well yet, so. This was this is good. You're like she she's a uh, strong, you know, she's strong. She's strong of character. Uh like this kind of like it was simultaneously like it was it was interesting how I played that because it was simultaneously a Tanya episode but also a Rocky episode since he's the one that gets sucked in and he's the one that like loses his morpher but he has like no dialogue but then at the end he's the one that saves the game. It's yeah. like, it's like we don't like Rocky talking. But we want to give him an episode. No, but then after like the heartfelt moment, he jumps into the he jumps into the huddle. He's like, "I did it! We <laughs> did it! Yeah. Oh, Rocky!" Yeah, because he has to say his name to let you know who he is. Yeah. By the way, Tommy has one line yeah. in this fucking episode, which is also weird. It's good. Um, oh, one thing we didn't mention, which was really good, uh, just showing more of the change dynamic. 
when uh, Adam calls in and says that Rocky got sucked. <laughs> like he says, Zordon, does that, does that, and Billy chimes in as well. Hey, Adam, this is Billy. You got to talk to daddy first. Yeah, you talk to daddy first before you get to, get, before you get to Pep Pep. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is, come on now, this is Billy's operation. Yeah, yeah and Billy running it. Yeah. Works for me mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I don't. If I don't have to hear I I I I I or <laughs> Rangers every episode, <laughs> I yeah. feel pretty good. Yeah, man, it's it's good. It's a good flow right now. But uh, let's, on let's uh, halt the flow with these messages. <laughs> <laughs> Our next episode is Every Dog Has His Day, which aired April thirtieth, nineteen ninety six. Written by Mark Hoffmeyer, directed by Robert Radler. This one starts out on the Zeo jet cycles, which is what I think they're called. And these kids are just trying them out. Well, I think they're called the jet cycles in like O-Ranger. They're called the jetter machines. Jetter machines. Okay. So I thought that these were like the Zeo jet cycles. That works. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong. I mean, this is power playthrough. (laughs) So this episode's about... A pupper. Which means it's a Freddy episode. Every dog has his day. Catherine is presenting a new dog for did drug sniffing. Did we say the sniffing. director and all that? Yes, we did. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. You were on your phone. I was. Uh, she is presenting a dog to the Angel Grove Police Force and the Junior Police Force when he runs off because he smells smoke because Ernie has forgotten his pizzas. <laughs> So there's like a never be, never before seen door in the juice bar, never before seen, which <laughs> leads, leads down, downstairs, which leads down, yeah, to Ernie's pleasure factory. Which means that that pizza wasn't on the menu for Ernie's juice bar. That was that weird. was yeah. on the menu for Ernie's downstairs apartment because yeah. he can't afford to live anywhere yeah. else. He puts a Mama Celeste individual, then he puts a. Um, tombstone individual in the middle and then he layers it with another Mama Celeste Supreme on top. Mm-hmm. And that's the Ernie Triple Decker. Okay. And that's what he had cooking there. And I thought that he was cooking it right. So like it, it goes it goes like this. No, no, I got I got it. Mama Tri- Celeste Tombstone. Trio meat, Mama Celeste. Okay. Four cheese, Tombstone. Supreme, Mama Celeste. Okay. And that's the Ernie Triple Decker. You can make that today. I would, suge- I would supermarket, suggest not. Visit your supermarket. You can acquire these. You can qu- you can acquire the ingredients for less than four dollars. Yes, three dollars actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, mom's yeah yeah yeah. Mom's less for like eighty eight cents. Somehow they, they <laughs> they've gone down in price. Yeah, because I used to buy them when they were on the ten for ten. Well, cardboard's gotten cheaper, baby. <laughs> That's surprising. We're running out of everything. <laughs> Not Mama Celeste. <laughs> you know, the box just doubles as more crust if you want it. Well, the way you're supposed to cook a Mama Celeste is you're supposed yeah, to... You, you rip it, you gut it, and turn it inside out. No, I never the, turn the, it inside the out. Metal, the metal 
Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of, uh, that's a different brand. You're thinking of a Totino's. I'm thinking of Totino's. I am thinking of Totino's. But the Mama Celeste, you're supposed to pull it out because it has the little paper circle with yeah. the, the gray on it. Yeah, yeah. You pull the plastic off and that then special, you just... That special microwave activator. Yes. <laughs> that keeps the bottom crispy. Yeah. Instead of soggy. Yeah. And then you throw it back on top of the box so and then er- cook it. So Ernie's dilemma was, he wanted crispy, but he wanted a soggy middle. Mama Celeste is crispy. How yep. do you get soggy in the middle? So I have a Three question cheese for you on blend. The, I have a question for you about the top pizza. Uh-huh. Do you flip it upside down? Well, that depends how squirrely you feel. And then you put the other microwave if activator you, on top. I don't know. I don't know for certain if that would end the space-time continuum or not, if you did that. I don't know what would happen if you had two Mama Celeste sil- <laughs> silver circles yeah. facing each other. I don't know, Dan. Silver that sounds- circles, my favorite Marvel hero. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like some world-ending shit if you were to have the two Mama Celeste silver circles facing each other. I don't care how much pizza's in between. Those things are powerful. Well, Alfredo Gabaldon... <laughs> I have a thing that you might have to do today. Huh. Uh, I'm going to take you to the Walmart neighborhood market mm-hmm. after this recording. Yeah. Where you're going to buy <laughs> two Mama Celeste's and a tombstone. Yeah. And you're going to microwave active on <laughs> both sides. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're going to silver circle maybe the universe away. Yeah. I you mean, I don't care if I live or die, so. I'm 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 on board. We're gonna conduct our very own large hadron collider <laughs> in your microwave. Yeah. While I am driving home. <laughs> if <laughs> So if you what? would you you would know if it was successful or not by the time you hit that freeway and sound has just somehow evaporated from the world. Well, if I'm living by the time I get past the law, no, like center. this, yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> we will find out if you can outrun the void. Because, <laughs> uh, God, I am so leaky right now. Oh. It's exactly what happened the first time. Exactly what happened the first time I watched this episode. Just get it out of the way. Cat is wearing something else. She has on a um she has on a black turtleneck. Yes. Black leggings, black shoes, pink skirt. I don't, I don't <laughs> that's like that, that that's the sound. I don't want to make that sound. <laughs> that's the sound. I'm just saying. She is so put together, I am congested now. Can we talk about this? Hmm. The McDonald's mom. Oh, God. You saw her at a Taco Bell right. last I night. All right, we'll come clean. So, one of the sometimes rituals, power playthrough, is afterwards, since we fucking record for eight to ten hours, uh, one of the rituals... Afterwards, is to go to the McDonald's by my house because (laughs) 
I don't want to sell. Okay. We go to the McDonald's by his house because he's always got a coupon. But yeah, the reason that we kept coming back to that McDonald's is because the woman that worked the shift that when we would get there is gorgeous. The, and Freddie was in love. The McQueen. Yes. Uh, she's just beyond approach. Like, uh, just just inc- incredible. Um, I don't want to sound like like uh, ogling her or something like that. She's just truly a st- stunning... <laughs> she's truly just a stunning-looking woman. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, this, the, that kind of swayed which McDonald's we'd go to because of her, yes. Freddie changed glasses and everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Was it yesterday? Yes. That's when you texted me. Oh, God. It was yesterday. There's also a Taco Bell by my house. And I went to the store, which is also by my house, to get groceries. Uh, before that, though, I went to the Taco Bell because the Taco Bell, like, you know, like, I'm allergic to the sun. So I don't fucking leave the house till like, 8.30. 8.45 now. Because you know, the sun takes so fucking long to disappear. Uh, but the Taco Bell, I did it first because Taco Bell's lobby closes at 10. Yeah. I want to get some Taco Bell. So I go in there and wait for my order. It's taking like longer than usual. I don't know why. Then in she come. There she is. Was she in normal clothes or was she? No, she was in her work attire, but she is. Was she a McDonald's uniform? She she was in her work. She had the her gray manager. I thought she left the McDonald's. No, she's still working there. She said maybe her shift changed. But she's, or like maybe she was about to come in. So she was, or maybe her day, maybe her day switch. Maybe she don't work Sundays anymore. So that would mean she's about to go in. And so that means she probably starts work at 10. Yeah. Yeah. She's coming in to talk about, you know, you work in a fast food joint. You don't eat there anymore. But she'll get to talk about because she don't work there. She worked at McDonald's. She come in and I am so befuddled. Just, I, like, I, I'm just, I'm at that, like, you know, little, little round table with the, with the stool chairs, you yes. know, and she comes in and I just, I, I almost, well, I text you. Yes. I, I, I text you. I say that the McQueen's here at Taco Bell. Yeah. I respond with offer her your hand in marriage. Yeah. And the next thing I text you was I ran. <laughs> because I did. I really did. Like, um, after she moved from the counter, my order came up just then. And I even kind of, like, did it quickly. Like, I I, I uh, didn't even let her walk. I didn't let, let the uh, the worker, like, walk to me like they usually do. They're very courteous there. They, like, they bring you the order. even your though. Taco Bell? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I got it to go, you know, but they, like, they bring it to you. Um... So I didn't even give her a chance. I came up, I grab it before, like, I have, like, even a chance to come, Into like... contact with her? Yeah. Like, <laughs> we don't have a chance to come, like, face-to-face with her. I grab it, and I just, I bolt out the fucking building, because <laughs> I just can't take it. I can't, like, I just, like, I, I, I just, I, she is, I felt like I looked like shit. You know, I, I was like... I'm sure I look fine. I I have fucking horrible uh, self worth issues at it, as it is, so I'm usually gauging myself around that area. But I felt totally unprepared. I felt incredibly, you know, um, 
what, what what's, what's the term? I think outmatched or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I just grab my food and I run and I run to the I run to the Walmart and just quickly uh, remove myself from the situation because I just it's it's like Gimli with Galadriel. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I'll. I just, I just can't anymore. You guys aren't I can even never, the same species. I, I, I can. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's one. Me being, me being in the ugly. Her being in the fucking, the farthest contrast you could think of. Like, I is it's 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 truly like you know how Gimli describes it. Like, I would say like never will I use the word banging if I'm not referring to her. You know what I mean? <laughs> never will I describe someone as banging. If it isn't the McQueen, because it's just like how how it's changed now. She's truly stunning. I d- I'm not worthy to talk to her unless 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 she's handing me my food and I say thank you real quietly. It is very quiet. Yeah. And you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then generally we would leave unless I order something. Yeah. Because my order always comes up 15 minutes later for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It really does. Yeah. And you don't like you just order some nugs. I get a kids meal. Yeah, you get a Mc, uh, like McNugget kids meal. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, that takes a long time for you. I don't know why. I don't know why either. But yeah, man, she's it's it's a uh, reverence in the in the truest description of the word. I just you think you think I could fucking talk to her outside of a McDonald's? Nope. Who not, the fuck am I? Not in any setting outside of the usual. <laughs> yeah. I'm a fucking peasant. I run. I go, go to the Walmart. I get my Ch- Chobani flips. And I go home. <laughs> oh. How dare I? What were we talking about? Power Rangers? <laughs> Catherine? And her beautiful outfit? Yeah, Catherine just wearing a stunning outfit and congesting me. Yes. Well... <laughs> We find out that there's a cave full of lava, and uh, Clank and Orbis, they find out that it's going to self-destruct, so just in he case, goes back to yeah. the Machine Empire just in and case lets them know. Just in case y'all, forget, y'all forgot how wild of a spot Angel Grove is. That there's active volcanoes right there. <laughs> so, Sprocket steals the idea to pump out all the lava and destroy Angel Grove with it. Yeah, and, and uh, like uh, Machina, like or is that her name, Machina? Queen Machina. Queen Machina, basically repeats it. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, that was my idea," and they're like, "Shut up!" It was Sprocket's idea. Yeah. So they send down the driller, which is a or giant Digster. Digster, yeah, dig digmania. Digster, digmania, <laughs> digmania. Digster does definitely a redneck cousin name. And Dig Dug's in there, mm-hmm. and he he's a giant jackhammer monster that has the, a tiny jackhammer monster controlling him, yeah, like like the tall man from MIB. <laughs> yes, uh, Doug Us Among Us has a little foreman uh, sitting like kind of like on his head that has like sitting at the controls. Yeah. And I made a reference to the Weezer song, My Name is Jonas. Yes. And if you got that reference, I love you. And if you didn't, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They want to know, 
how did Catherine know how to train this dog? And he's like, she's like, well, I used to train the dogs in Australia for the police. So, you know, NBD. Uh, Uh, Stone gives the dog the rank of sergeant. Bulk and Skull are pissed because now they're outranked by the dog. And their first mission is to clean that big boy. Can't wait to see Boom Catherine. Like, be introduced and all that. She's in Soul of the Dragon. No, I mean, like, you know how uh, Rocky and all them got introduced? I want to see, like, current timeline Catherine get introduced. Oh, yeah. I, I want to see, like, see if they dig into any of that. <laughs> the Australian times. <laughs> how she used to be a professional diver and train police dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that whole <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and just be a five eleven beauty. Yeah, she's Australian. They're all tall. <laughs> Everyone in Australia is tall and gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So even if you work in the slaughterhouse and you've cut your husband's skin off, like Catherine Knight, you know, <laughs> she tried to feed his kids his ass. I should be laughing at that, but the way you said ass was really funny to me. <laughs> his ass. Um, so they got to wash his dog. Who's a sergeant now. Yeah. Got promoted. And Dig Dug is trying to get his lava out. He's just got to get a couple more holes. You know what? We did know there was lava. We did know there was lava. Yeah, the dinosaurs came out of it. Yeah, dinosaurs came out of that shit. But it's been a long time. It's been a long, long time. We haven't seen that footage. We haven't really talked. Like, Angel Grove's weird area hasn't really been touched in a while. Yeah, we haven't talked about it in a while. There hasn't been a lot of prompt for it. But with um, Dugster coming around and and letting us know, yeah, there's lava. Remember, there's lava here. There's a fucking volcano. Pterodactyl used to fly out of that motherfucker. Yeah. T-Rex used to open up the earth, and all the fire would come out along with him. You know, like, so... In, it's, in the hardest work and piece of stock footage <laughs> yeah. in Sentai. Yeah. <laughs> that fucking... Oh, that workhorse, man. <laughs> Holy shit, that footage. I can't wait until we do uh, Superhero Tyson, and when they reshot that footage. <laughs> I want... Like, I hope... Like, because we've... Man, we've seen it in a lot of... We've seen it in a lot of the Sentai, uh, Sentai series. Anyway, Bulk and Skull are cleaning uh, Sergeant Smokey. Yeah. And they're just putting, like, the shampoo on themselves, and, like, Bulk's like, something's wrong here. Bulk says that we have to get clean before we clean this dog. And they say something's wrong there, and they cut to the dog who's bent over, like... It looks like he's squatting, you said. Yeah, it, it looks, looks like, like popping it, a squat. Like it's getting ready to make a poop. Because we weren't sure if the dog was a boy or a girl, and then it's confirmed that it's a boy the next time it's walking. Bulk and Skull take off on the motorcycle trying to chase it. They find it. They try to rope and lasso it. Is that what it's called? They try to lasso the dog. Yeah. Yeah. But it hooks onto a fire hydrant, and Bulk gets pulled out of the motorcycle. They get back, and they have to tell Lieutenant Stone that they lost the dog, and he flips the fuck out. And Catherine decides that she has to go go find Smokey. We cut to Japanese footage of this dog running through a forest. So Catherine is running through a forest trying to save him. She come up, comes upon Cogs going into a cave where she finds the lava flow. Yeah. Zeo Ranger won battle where she's beaten so bad that she's knocked out of her Zeo form, thrown down a mountain, loses her Zeonizer, and rolls her ankle. Real bad. Catherine's day is not going well for her. 
Yeah. So also, same, same thing for Mrs. Sutherland, like like the actress, because she's now wearing these like velour kind of heels. Yeah. And running through this uneven, loose dirt terrain in the woods, and also having to pretend to have rolled her ankle. Yeah. Really risking actually rolling her ankle. <laughs> like it's a pretty precarious situation for both actress and character. But character wise, she gets away from the cogs for a little bit to try and contact Zordon where she finds out that her communicator is busted. Yeah. So she just keeps running until she finds Smokey. And when she gets to him, she gives him the communicator and says, Give this to my friends. Go. Yeah, Please Smokey go. saves her from the cogs are pretty cool. Yeah. The cogs as as you put it, cog don't like dog. Cog no dog. Cog no dog. Cog, the cogs all scurry up a tree when they see it, because this maybe they maybe there's no such thing. Maybe there's nothing else like dogs in the universe. Scares the shit out of them. Yeah, I mean there are octopus ships. Yeah, but no dogs. <laughs> Never seen that fucking thing before. We don't know what it does. We only know eight legs, not four. Yeah. So they, they they run away from it. Uh, so giving a uh, cat and uh, Smokey time to uh, take off. This is where she hands her the hands him the communicator, ties yeah. it to his collar. He runs off, goes to the juice bar where the boys are just watching uh, Tommy do some reps yeah. on the bench. Tommy, you so strong. Let's watch. Yeah. Uh, they decide they have to follow Smokey to go get Catherine back, but Bulk and Skull show up and say, "This is an official police dog. Why you got him? Yeah, let's go." Yeah, they put the, the leash on Smokey. And they go away. And Billy goes, well, we can try and track her last known location through the Zeonizer. Yeah. So I'm going to go to the power chamber. You guys go meet with the other rangers and go. Yeah. And it, um, it gets real cool from here on out. Well, well, immediately they lose uh, Smokey again. Yeah, immediately Bulk and Skull lose Smokey. They re-show the same footage of them riding <laughs> off trying to chase him. Uh, we the, see the, um, the, ra- the Sentai footage. Of the the rangers on their bikes uh, coming to the area where Catherine's last, like, trace location was. Yeah. And they find her jet cycle, which is crazy because she didn't use it. But it's fine. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're here. Yeah. Inside the cave, Prince Sprocket's like, one more and we get the the lava flows. Burn through Angel Grove and the rangers. Yeah. (laughs) They hear the pink ranger calling for Smokey, and they're like, no, fucking kill her. Yeah, this is wild. Um, so I I didn't gush about uh, the uh, suit actors for the cogs just having a good old day. Yeah. There's this one shot where they're, like, jumping off this kind of, like, um, this little waterfall. Mm-hmm. And, like, and they got their cog sticks, which I guess didn't come over for, for America. Maybe it, not. Because we never see the cog sticks in the American footage. No, we don't. We, we haven't just, so far, anyway. Maybe uh, we will later. But uh, they come, one, overacting like a motherfucker, jumps off this waterfall, and he's just stabbing everything, like the water around him and shit. Real good job. The Sentai footage of them with the sticks is is great. Uh, I, the other thing we didn't mention is that there's also Japanese footage of a dog. So that's the whole reason. I did. Oh, you did mention that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Japanese footage of a dog. We get more of that with the dog, but uh, it's a dog running down this path, hauling ass, and there's like, they have explosions like um, 
We have charges going off all around it as it does it. And this dog's just fucking all that. And we see more uh, cogs with the sticks. And we all we both thought, like, are they going to spear that dog? Or are they, they, yeah. they going to harpoon that dog? Nope. But uh, the dog gets to uh, Cat. Cat uh, gets her Zeonizer back. Becomes the O-Ranger one, defeats she the Cogs. She does a super sick individual transformation. Yeah. With like a whole like sequence. Arms like, up, arms out. Yeah. Z- it's morphin' time. Yeah. Zeo Ranger one. When she, she defeats all of the Cogs single-handedly with her rolled ankle. Yeah. Uh, she, um, we see some really, really cool shit here. Like, this was awesome. We, um... She faces off against the digger, and she uses this, like, Moa Loader attack because she's just getting worked over. He's punching her in the stomach, throwing her all around, uh, doing that thing where he slams his weapon into the ground, and then the ground explodes all the way up in front of you. Yeah, yeah, which is really neat because he has, like, a jackhammer, so so it's more thematic than other times we've seen this. But, uh, yeah, she does the summon thing to the loader. The symbol of the loader appears behind her, and then she does this... Like kind Hadouken. of chi, chi bomber Hadouken thing, and then she summons her shield and does this like really really sick. She does this corkscrew charge yeah. thing. If you play the phone game, it's her main attack. Oh, okay. She's. I feel has Zeo Ranger one been in other video games? Has she been in another fighter other than the phone game? Because. I remember this attack from, like, a fighting game. Or was there was there an adventure game with the Zeo Rangers where, like, uh, all five of them? There was, okay, so around the 15th anniversary. Oh, Super Legends? Was that what it was called, the little side-scroller? Yeah, and it was for Game Boy Advance or SP, whatever it was at the I, time. Well, there, there was also, like, a PC game. Yeah, Super Legends was Was that the, Super Legends? Yeah, that was the whole, like gimmick for the 15th anniversary but zeo ranger one has had this attack in most games where she gets behind the shield and she flies at you and spins uh at this point she's kind of beaten by the dig by the dig bond yeah she's using her shield to deflect and stuff like that she's holding her own but again she's injured and he's like he's a monster which is generally uh Generally too much for one ranger on their own. But just then, the other rangers appear on a rock, and they they uh, fire down at Dixter. With yeah. Their... So they decide to uh, summon their powers. They do this unison kick. Yep. And we see again the, the, uh, the red ranger beaming back to the others like he... He did m- something. Like maybe he did something. <laughs> And they they all just run up to where we get a little bit of growing power, big time. This battle's crazy because the Moa Loader power comes up to unload on on Digster. And then the Rangers use the sword to cut the little driver off of the top of his head. Chop him, like, diagonally. Yeah, diagonally in half. Yeah. (laughs) And then... It kind of leaves the big one reeling enough time for them to use their power sword. like a good chunk of your is that like is that like um is that like cutting off his like they lobotomized like motor him. skills or I, something i you feel know? like they lobotomized him <laughs> look yeah it seems 
Yeah, it seemed pretty dire. Mm-hmm. It seemed like, the, yeah, lobotomizing. That's actually perfect. Did you ever see Sucker Punch? No. I was an adult when it came out, but the way that they visualize lobotomies in that scared the crap out of me. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've never seen it. Uh, the doc just like puts this like chisel up their nose and then just hammers it in real quick. Oh, that that was like the old way. Yeah. That was that was like legit uh that was the um oh there was a the guy that like pioneered it did it like that. That's insane. Yeah, like he, the, he had a technique where it went up the fucking nose and yeah, you just you know, give it a rap and it's supposed to like this was like a a um fuck like have you ever heard of lore? The podcast lore? No. So, um, yeah, like it's this podcast called Lore, uh, hosted by this guy, uh, Aaron, Aaron Mankey. That's how I remember his last name. It's pronounced exactly like the Pokemon, Aaron Mankey. Um, but he gives these cool little oddball stories from history, like either stories or myths or legends or stuff like that. He has a very, uh, voice, uh, very, very suited for podcasting. Great. One, one of my favorites to fall asleep to actually. Because he does a great job with the atmospheric stuff. But that was one of the stories. And also, the uh, Lore got a little... Lore got a uh, an Amazon deal. Hmm. So they have like a little... Uh, they have a... There's now a series for it. Where they reenact the stories. With uh... Like in these episodes. And one of the, one of the episodes focused on that one. So they did the whole thing with the lobotomizing and shit like that. And how... Why, it was just like a... It was like a, it was almost kind of like a, uh, uh, what am I thinking? What's the, what's the term I'm thinking? It's almost like a vanity kind of fucking surgery, like how it was treated in fucking Hollywood and shit like that. Hmm. It's like crazy, dude. It was like wild, but that's a thing that, or that was a thing. You just, you, you, you jam the, <laughs> the metal rod up their fucking nose into the brain. You just, just give it a little whack, do a little whack with a mallet. Forget everything. You get fixed. Like, ooh, what the fuck? But it was supposed to be like a cure-all. He, he's, he, the guy, um, the practitioner of it, he, like he, that's how he like, that's how he described it. It was kind of like a cure-all for like, a guaranteed results and stuff like that. Like it would, huh. it's, it's, it's a real and freaky thing. But uh, yeah, check out Lore. That's actually a very, very, very cool podcast if you're into kind of like macabre history or legends and stuff like that. I am. Um, Lobotomizes Digster. Yeah, lobotomizes Digster, which gives him enough time to power up the sword and kill him to where the Machine Empire now... Prince Brockett will not take blame. This was Clank's idea and how he made such a shitty idea. And, And Clank's like, well... Technically, yeah, this was my idea originally, but, you know, like, he's... Y'all said it was sprockets. Yeah, it all gets thrown back on him. Yeah. <laughs> the, the real jarring scene where it just, like, the first time we've seen Jordan... Jordan. <laughs> it, it's Jordan. <laughs> yeah, the first time we see Jordan in these see, two episodes. We see Jean Short Zordon. <laughs> yeah. How's he do it? He's just ahead. You'll see. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's real jarring because we just jump to him. It was just kind of like staring 
dead eyed at the camera. Yeah. Like as as like Alpha's talking to him. Yeah. Yeah, like it's like you did a great job. What about the lava? Uh, luckily, whatever you did crushed that cave, and now the lava will never come into Angel Grove again. They're like, yeah, oh, cool. Sealed up the lava. So good. Yeah. Everybody's very excited about it, you know. And they said that they had a lot of help from the dog. And they shouldn't get all the credit. And Smokey gives a cute little bark on command. Yep. And then uh, at the youth center, Catherine says that the dog helped the Power Rangers. It's so great. Smokey's doing such a good job. Yeah. And uh, Smokey passed his first field test. And uh, Stone says something about his lunch when Bulk and Skull come in. They're like, sorry, we had to eat lunch. Smokey starts barking at Bulk. And he's like, empty your pockets, Bulk. Bulk pulls a sandwich out of his pocket. And Stone goes, oh, look, my lunch. <laughs> Takes the sandwich and says, I don't even want to know, Bulk Meyer. Yep. Yeah. And everybody, he's like, I wish that he was as well-trained as some of my trainees, and then everybody laughs. Bum, 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 bum. So fun. So fun. Uh, that was the kind of episode that gets you into this show. The only, I, I don't want to say problem, is that, because it's not a problem, because we love our female rangers, is that the female ranger episodes never really captivated the young male audience because they didn't realize that Catherine Hillard was a fucking dime. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. Did you have a weird thing? Like, not a weird thing. Like, after Kimberly left, I didn't feel like Catherine was nearly as good as Kimberly. You're asking, did I have kind of like, like prejudice towards? To towards Australians. No, Tor towards yeah. her. Yeah, towards towards Kat. Yeah, like I felt like she didn't, she wasn't as good as Kimberly, so maybe, I couldn't like her as much. Maybe that is saying, maybe, I remember Kimberly leaving being like real tragic romance kind of shit. Yeah. But honestly, after that, I don't think my little brain gave much thought to it. Hmm. I think like. Yeah, I think I really didn't care too much. Because Kimberly was my little boy crush, and then I didn't I didn't realize Catherine until a very specific episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't think I really, I, honestly, man, I don't know, like, how much, I think, like, I only knew Kimberly was cute. You know, that's just a, it's just a fact of life, you know? Yeah. Dummy. <laughs> you know, like, uh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like, I think that was just accepted, but I don't think I'm, I, I was really, like, crushing on it. I don't think I was really woke like that until Diva talks. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think, like, I don't think I ever got that, pe those pangs until Diva talks come around. <laughs> and then I'm, yeah. <laughs> All right. I think, so I don't think I really, I really put it that way. I don't think I really, uh, Measured him up like that. I'm just like, oh yeah, new Pink Ranger. No, I was just thinking about it. Like recently, I was like, man, Kimberly is my first crush, but Catherine is. She's signed by the mint a dime. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Catherine. I. So, Catherine has the benefit of being associated with the best season of Mighty Morphin now for me. Yeah. yeah. 
um, Catherine has, I've I've liked. I don't, there's something so goddamn charming about Cat. It's the accent. Maybe it's the accent. I don't know. And also, like her ZeoQuest like segment was probably my favorite out of all of them. You know. Yeah. Even though I had to share it with little bratty Tommy, but like I don't know. There's something just. Something just sits right with me with Kat. I don't like, I don't, I don't like uh, comparing her like with Kimberly. Kimberly is the... Well, some of the craziness is that like some fans really, really compare them. Because uh, when I was in that four-hour wait to get my pass at Morphicon, yeah, I had some very cool people around me and some very passionate people around me. Mm. And... One of the very passionate people. A very diplomatic way to put it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, these were the people that told me that I was silly for saying that John Cena was incredible. Uh, so gotcha. you can see how much I care about their opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because John Cena is incredible. Yeah. Fuck what you heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did bury some people back in the day. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, I'm did. just saying. He absolutely did. Right now, yeah, this John Cena, yeah, is incredible. And yeah, it's one of those things. Like you look back, oh, it's it's now like with hindsight stuff. You look back and like you look at his work, and you also like you can call him Five Moves of Doom and all that shit. But that whole, even though like you know, JBL always screaming at Big Match John, you know. That ain't, there's no hyperbole with that shit. Yeah. You look at, like, when he has to do a big match, one of the best there that's ever laced up boots. Yeah. Like, straight up. He is a, he's a top of the car performer for a fucking reason. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I understand your feelings, but. Yeah, we're, 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 we're fucking smarks too. You know, we're smarks too. We get it. But yeah, he's. He's where he is for a reason. Yeah. Um, but she, this young lady did not want Catherine's autograph because she still had resentment that Catherine was with Tommy after Kimberly. Huh. Well, obviously, in this room. That she wasn't over that. Yeah, yeah, I get it. And in this room. Catherine's an upgrade. <laughs> yeah. mm. They're bold. They're bold, but you know I can't really, I can't really surmount any evidence to the contrary. Kim, Amy Joe is the immortal crush. You yeah. know, like, yeah, you. It is what it is. Catherine's great. Catherine is great, and she stayed. She was. She's like. As soon as Tommy was out of her si- out of Kimberly's sight, she was like, "Oh, I could do way better," mm. and she could. <laughs> but Tom- big hot takes. I, I, is it a hot take? I mean, not a hot take. Like I we associ- wouldn't consider it a hot take. I really. associate hot hot takes with bad takes. I guess that's true. That is the what they're associated with: wild opinions. Yeah. And I don't think it's a wild opinion to say that Tommy sucks. Not in this room. And 
she thought she could do better, and she could, and she did. That's why she left him. <laughs> but Catherine's an upgrade too. Yeah. Catherine is was strong was a strong Zeo Ranger from the top, a good person from the top. Yeah. Yeah, she's she, hmm. obviously the writing isn't you know incredible at this point. But she did come in at a point where the writing was much better. Yeah. So she benefited from that. You know. Um I wouldn't um wouldn't compare the two's like acting chops, you know, but Oh no, not at all. But like character wise, yeah. Yeah. Catherine Catherine's better. Yeah. yeah. She's a turbo ranger. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. Our third and final episode of the day, The Puppet Blaster, aired on May 1st, 1996. This one was written by Stuart St. John, directed by Isaac Florentine. This one starts out in the youth center with kids watching like a magic show from a guy named Captain Pete. He's He looks like a mix of like uh, Kurt Fuller. You know, the actor Kurt Fuller? Yeah. Uh, he, like, uh, he looks like Kurt Fuller mixed... With mm, mix with the killer from I know what you did last summer. Mix with just Dave your, Coulier. <laughs> I was gonna say your run of the mill pedophile. Well, can't say Dave Coulier anymore. <laughs> uh, he's got a he's got a man in a suit with him that is actually a puppet, a robot puppet named Puppetron. That's what we. Th- we, like, it has to be. It has to be. I thought it was just a mascot. Just a typical mascot. Scary-looking, Wiz-like mascot. Like, from the movie, The Wiz. Yeah. We already spoke about the, the He looks like that. he could be one of the robots from the Land of Oz. Yeah, he looks... Yeah, he's... There's something uh, unsettling about him, for sure. We thought he was just a mascot, but what happens to him makes you believe that, oh, this is a full-on automaton, huh? This is a Pee Wee Herman-esque show where... They have a secret word of the day where someone gets fucked up for saying it. Yeah. Um, the Power Rangers are watching it. Rocky's having a great time, and he thanks Ernie for allowing this to happen here. Yeah. Because uh, it was really for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mama Catherine and Daddy Tommy are here watching their boy, baby Rocky. Yeah. So and Ernie's like, yeah, you got to give back something to the community. Yeah. And... uh at so th- not only are they watching this show, but the, the Machine Empire. Yeah, they're watching the show, and they're like, these kids, I can't stand the sound of child's laughter. Yeah. So let's send down some cogs, and let's take control of that automaton, yeah. and let's ruin everything. Yeah. Elsewhere. Uh, Adam and Tanya are training, and Adam's like going, just watch my form, and he's doing these super advanced kicks. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Oh, I... We were uh, we both commented on this on like how this was nice because Tanya has had a crash course of being a ranger. Yeah. But we've this along with um, the first episode we talked about lends to Tanya's capabilities where she's kind of just she's not she's not martially trained or anything, but she's a natural athlete. Yeah. Because she like we saw with the baseball, and now we're seeing her with like while she's not fully replicating the kicks perfectly she's keeping up and then like when he pulls out the uh the kick pads 
There's a lot of power behind the kicks. There's a lot of power behind the kicks. <laughs> Last one dropping at him. Yeah, because he his hand gets knocked back so hard it punches himself in the face. Yeah. Uh, it also kind of it's like it's a little there's flirting a, with planting seeds. Yeah, kinda. it feels like relationship seeds are being planted in the Rangers yeah. so that we can get a citrus couple. And <laughs> yeah. in come Bulk and Skull, and they've got to watch Lieutenant Stone's nephew, and he's a little dick. But the cogs are sent down, and they kind of dance around a little bit, and everybody starts to move out of the way. The Rangers start freaking out, and they slap a little connector on the back of Puppetron. When Puppetron's activated, he completely transforms into this terrible eyebrowed monster. Yeah. And he casts a spell on the children to make them his zombie slaves. Yeah, if you remember, I was telling Dan, like, he gives me um, vibes of one of the scarier Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes for me, which was uh, the Crimson Clown. Maybe I'm a uncovering some memories for some listeners there with that. If you don't remember the Crimson Clown or you've never heard of the Crimson Clown, look it up. Uh, he's got the same kind of eyebrows and eyes going on as that, and, and it's definitely unsettling. He was already unsettling. He's a puppet man, and now he's an evil puppet man. Yeah. So, mind controls the kids. We see a cog performer uh, neck himself over a table. Yeah. Pretty good. I thought that we were going to see the children rip Captain Pete apart, <laughs> but they don't. He gets, he's able to hide. At the command center, Billy is trying to find out what frequency they're broadcasting on to control Puppetron, but uh, he's having a little bit yeah, of a Yeah, they don't know time. where it's coming from. It's a signal, but it's like they don't know how it's transmitting to him, how he's receiving it. Yeah. The rangers are kind of saying that they can't transform. There's too many people around that would see them. But the other rangers are dispatched, and we do get a transformation to where the rangers all kind of square up on Puppetron in the youth center. And which they, I think this is the first time that we've seen the rangers, rangers, in the youth center. Wow. You might be right on that. Yeah, I'm, I may be wrong. Please let us know on Twitter if we are wrong. Yeah. But this is the first time I think that the rangers have been in the community, in the... In the youth center. Bar. Yeah, in the youth center. Juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you might be right on that. I'm trying to think, like, have they done it before? And, like... The only time I remember seeing them inside anywhere was on the one where they went to the the television show, where they were guests on the program. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> God, yeah, the talk show? Yeah. What the fuck? That happened. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so... Anyway, droves of mind-controlled children start marching at the rangers. Yeah. And they have weird direction, which is like, look up at an angle and just kind of... Hands up and down. Yeah, kind of Frankenstein it. Or not Frankenstein it, kind of... Mummy it. Mummy it, yeah. But with a little bit more movement. Um, Puppetron receives orders that he's to go to the radio tower and shoot his mind control beam to take over the children of Angel Grove. Yeah. Not the world, just this small town in California. Increase, yeah, uh, increase the frequency or empower the frequency or strengthen the signal. Yeah. Strengthen the fucking signal and control all the children of Angel Grove. And that'll just, that'll just really suck. Sure. So, the Rangers take off to the power chamber to try and 
track him down while they, they his can't kids are like around. they can't they can't touch him because he has a wall of kids in front of him. Yeah. If they were to if they were act out, the kids would attack him and then they would have to defend themselves against the kids and that means they would have to as I believe we put it, they would have to Gallagher some kids on the floor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Zeo Rangers don't really play. They they murder monsters. So yeah. these kids wouldn't Yeah, they wouldn't would just last. they would just burst like blood balloons. So you, you like I mean if you really think about it, a fucking ranger, like a Zeo Ranger, which is the most powerful we've seen yet, like fucking punch a kid, he's just bursting, right? Yeah. Like he's just bursting. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's that's I all that, I think would happen. I think that to any human. I think that if Zeo Ranger 5 punched Bulk in the stomach, his skeleton would come out of his back. Yeah, like I think you, you they punch a regular fucking human, then it's like, it's like, it's like a over-fattened tick or mosquito. Yeah. Just the littlest little tap, you know, just fucking everywhere. And I feel like that's what would happen. These kids would disintegrate. On impact. <laughs> so Puppetron doesn't really follow orders. He just goes to the park and gets like three extra kids on his side. When they find him, they go back into action, and the Zeo Rangers go to fight Puppetron on the field. Uh, cool shit happens here, including something that, uh, well, there's no dialogue before, just one little throwaway line. Uh, good action, as always. That's one thing about O-Ranger we've, we've seen so far, is that the the fights are great. Like, yeah. the martial arts are fan-fucking-tastic with the show. and uh, Well, they're a military team, so yeah, it would make a lot of sense. And uh, Zeo is really, really benefiting from that. But uh, they uh, use the batons, or the Zeo swords, whatever they call them. Then they use their uh, case the smashers. <laughs> the combined blaster. Yeah, use the combined blasters. And then we just get a little throwaway line from uh, Tommy. He says, let's try that new... Defender wheel, which is a giant wheel that he gets in and, and it gets revved up and he turns red and goes through a monster. And then he does, you know what he does? He kind of he some, does that teleport that he's been doing for two other episodes. Yeah, huh? I guess I, I wanted to, to hold off on, on this thing until May 1st until the toy was ready. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess I, I don't could. even think we got a defender wheel out here. Because uh, the Defender Wheel in Japan was the only way to get Sprocket, Mondo, and Machina. Oh, right. You were telling me about it. They were unpainted, right? Like, yeah. They're kind of like, it was bowling, essentially, right? Yeah. And it's there kind was of three-pin bowling? Yeah. There was a little Red Ranger figure in there that didn't move. The the little boxes, the wheel, and the launcher. And you would knock it, over. It was, it was like, a, like, you know what? It's exactly how it, like, how it works. Because how it functions in the show, it functions like the old, like, Evil Knievel toy. Yeah. So it'd be exactly the same thing in toy form. Yeah. yeah. And then you have just, instead of, like, a little ramp to jump off, you have uh, three monsters run over. Anyway, uh, when they use this, they apparently... This is a little sketchy because of what happens later it would make you think, then, why did that work? But uh, anyway, when they knock him, when they defeat him, quote unquote, all the kids come to. Yeah, they're all they That's all Power Ranger to, style, all back to normal, except apparently for Arnold. Uh, no, no, he was just a crappy kid. Yeah, it, what I'm saying, like they set it up, except for Arnold, who seems to be still violent. Arnold is 
Oh, we didn't say shit about him. We did. Him. We did. did we, we didn't say his name. We just said that his nephew. Okay. Luth- well, Arnold well, is Lieutenant Stone's nephew. Yeah, he seems to still be under the spell, but turns out, as Dan says, he's just a little shit kid. Yeah. Um, Orbis is thrown at Puppetman, who he uses his ray to reinvigorate him. He grows. Puppetman has hit the big time, as he says. We get the Zords. We get a fight. We finally find out that the transceiver or transponder, whatever it's fucking called. He has a direct connection to Mondo hidden in his nose. Ah, okay. All right. So we get a shot of the CEO Megazord jumping through the air and cutting off Puppetron's nose. Yeah, this is the bulkiest, but this is the most active of the bulky Zords. Yeah. I gotta say, because Zeo, Zeo Megazord moves around a lot. The battles that Zeo Megazord has had are incredible. Like, this fight alone in Megazord mode, it's intense. There's a lot of back and forth, a lot of sparks. There's two helmet changes to the uh, Zeo Ranger 2 and the Zeo Ranger 4 helmets. And uh, then he cuts off the nose, and because this stuns Puppetron, they're able to power up the sword and cut him off. Yeah. But that jumping slash, if you're not watching it, go ahead and watch the jumping slash. It's incredible. Yeah, all these episodes, man, all these episodes were just exactly what you would need to get into Zeo. Yeah. Because it's just, it's just, it's kind of just firing on all cylinders right now. I really enjoy it. We also enjoy how supportive of a marriage Mondo and Machina have. Yeah. They, they, they're constantly complimenting each other and supporting each other. And that's, you know, that's real wholesome to see opposed to Rita and Zed who hated each other. <laughs> like, like, like a lot of marriages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Zed and Rita were more real. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, they reassembled Puppet Man and he's back to work for Captain Pete. If I were Captain Pete, that suit would be disassembled and I'd be like, no, let's just hire a guy. Yeah. I'm not having an actual robot while there's robot demons around. Yeah. Uh, Good call. Machine. Yeah, there's a fucking machine empire. All they do is fuck with mechanical stuff. Yeah. I would be living in the Ice Age. Yeah. But Arnold is returned to Lieutenant Stone, and they say that... uh, He says that he was a good boy. Bulk and Skull don't say anything. He's like, yeah, I even saw the Power Rangers. Bulk and Skull get an idea, and they're like, we didn't hear you speak up. The Power Rangers, again, it's the secret word, so gets a nice pie in the face. He yells it, yep, bell rings, fucking cream pie. Yeah, ooh, everybody laughs. We cream pie that kid. Uh. (laughs) Every episode, we gotta end on something like that. (laughs) All all in all, like, this is... This is bread and butter Power Rangers. You don't yeah, get man. much better than this. Yeah, this is this is what you came for. Yeah, if we get a couple, we get an overarching story that really only culminates in the last three or four episodes. Yeah, we get Monster of the Week. We get lots of Sentai footage. We get a heartfelt message. Sometimes not. Sometimes we just get a puppet man. Yeah, uh, and decent looking monsters, cool fights. You know. Yeah, bread and butter Power Rangers. A little bit of character development for whoever the star character was. In this one, it seemed to be no actual star character. Yeah, like the most development was between like Tanya and Adam. Yeah, yeah, that's probably 
And that's what fine with call. me. Like, if you just keep, like, you see, they've just been sprinkling, like, Tanya stuff throughout these episodes. Like, the last episode, or the the obvious cat episode that we just talked about yeah. didn't have anything. But that was all cat. But it seems like, even though if it's not the main plot, like, it doesn't pertain to, like, the Sentai stuff, Tanya, they've been just sprinkling her development like in here, which is good on them. Well, she's know? the only one without it. Yeah, it's really good on them for, for for them to even bother. You know, you wouldn't give them enough credit to do that, honestly. Yeah, generally. But I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our show. We bring you new episodes every Monday and Thursday on your fa- on your favorite. We bring you new episodes every Monday and Thursday on your favorite podcatcher, and we're on all of them. So go get you some. We want to thank Rainer for the use of our theme song, Power Playthrough. Head over to rainer.bandcamp.com to get yourself a digital download of that. While you're there, get yourself a koozie and a pin. And uh, hang out with Rory. We are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Follow them on their social media at Rainer Sucks. Follow us on our social media at Power Playthrough on Instagram, P Playthrough on Twitter and Facebook. But fuck Facebook. That place sucks. Okay? Tell your dad. That place sucks. That's where your dad is. That's where my dad is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have anything else for you. Told you about the... Oh, actually, I do have one more thing. We're on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> ah, Patreon.com slash Power Playthrough. That's where you can get our Beetleborg series, and it's fucking stupid. It is. So get over there. Get you some. Slap it on you. Save your life. Our ninth episode of Beetleborgs, which will be 39 Patreon episodes, will be live this Friday. So. Can you believe that? Jesus. For $5, and if you got a lot of time, 39 episodes of us just talking about VR Troopers and Big Bad Beetleborgs. Yeah. So head over there, get it, enjoy it, love it, live it, laugh, learn. All of it. $5 is the cheapest anyone's ever paid to walk into the mouth of madness. I'll tell you what. Sometimes you get that for free, though. Sometimes you get that for free. But this way, like, you get to have the cool little observer yeah. uh, stance. You know, like, you get, to, you get to just be the observer. You can, you can listen to minds melt. You can. And you, you can be unaffected. Well, you may be affected because uh, that's a lot of content. But that's a lot of content for five dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. And as always, may the power protect you. <laughs> <laughs>